I bet Zach's going to be sad. About? Uh, the drummer from Modest Mouse died. Oh, really? Like 46. He just found out that he had stage four cancer and Christ. then died very quickly afterwards. Interesting. That's wild. And scary. Uh-huh. Because he's too busy doing the little goof. I don't remember his name. <laughs> Max. 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 <laughs> Max. It's not like you're doing uh, Harry Carey. <coughs> you in danger, girl. Oh, good. Check it out. Ghost! That's loud. Statements or something. Yes, it is, which means... means you in danger, girl. You in danger, girl. You in danger, girl. Rockin' and stroking my cats. All right, are you good? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm existing. <sighs> All right, are you ready? Da 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 da. Nipple touch. <laughs> God damn it! Stop. <laughs> Sam, Sam. Just a what a riveting way to begin. It's very riveting. Who knows if it'll make it in? Uh, <laughs> hello, welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. I am Michelle. I am Sam. Don't mind me. I've aged quite rapidly from the holidays. I'm sporting the grays. Through the holidays, I'm sporting the grays. Look at my hair, put you in a daze. It's not as white as I would expect. Since you are there. a on red-headed the, man. I'm on the silver train first. You gotta <laughs> get on that first choo-choo. Excuse me. And hop on to that white Appalachian trail that I will call my hair as long as it's still there. If you'll notice the real hair that I have on my head right now... It's much thicker than my hair is going to be when it turns this color or anywhere near this color. Absolutely. It's stupid. I'm not supposed to go bald. I'm not going bald. I'm just going to have thin hair. It's... Oh. So, wait. Are you just going to like let it be really thin and stringy? And uh, I guess you already kind of do. But, yeah. What are you going to let your hair become? I'm going to just start shaving the horseshoe in it, but then the rest of it's going to be the long hair. So it's that kind of mullet thing. <laughs> I don't know. As I've been telling you lately. Um, As you've been telling me for a long time. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I didn't set this uh, cable up. Anyway, I like having long hair, but I hate having long hair. I think more than I like having it because it... Uh, Gets wrapped around your balls and your pee pee. It does mine as well. And you can like yours still use it like a puppeteer and just move your wiener with a piece of hair. This all sounds like a plus to me. Or no, it hurts. There are no cons as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Or sometimes you'll go to like clean your butt or scratch your butt and you'll be like, oh, is that a piece of hair? And then you like pull it and it feels like it's like inside my asshole and it makes me go like, as as I pull it out. Has had hair most of their life yeah. on their head the whole pulling hair out of my asshole isn't like a thing i think it's because i have hair on my ass so the hair acts like velcro to other hair 
and goes. But it feels like it's inside you, is what you it said. It feels like it. I don't know if it is. So you're probably like a dog eating your own hair. <laughs> but the hair's somehow coming out first. No, sometimes it comes out in these big clumps. <laughs> There's like a whole knot at the end. It's disgusting. Yeah, you're a gross man. So welcome to Couple of Critics <laughs> Podcast. Like I said, and you said our names, so we don't have to do that again. But we no, are we a don't. review podcast, and we are here to listen to an album and review it that Sam gave us. This table is dirty. We got a dirt table. Here, it's we'll do dirty. Some, we'll do some on-air cleaning. A little scrub, scrub, get a little vinyl off this table. Don't mind that. Yeah, just put, push it onto the floor. I'm trying to push it onto my pants. Which will then fall onto ah, the floor. Just stick it on the old finger there. You should there. put it in your goddamn pocket. No, because then it'll come out in the washing machine. Ugh. So, we are a review <laughs> podcast, and we are a couple of people who happen to also be a couple of people. Who are married, if you didn't pick up what she was laying down there. We got the certificate. I wish I were laying down. I don't... <laughs> I've just had no energy. We're recording this on the first of the year. We are. It's a gloomy, gloomy Sunday. Gloomy Sunday, but at least there's something to look forward to for dinner. Kind oh, of. Kind what of. What the fuck happened to Red Lobster? For you, it's a devastation. For Yeah, they used to have those like fresh fish of the day mm-hmm. and i was always able to get some tasty white fish with some like mango pineapple salsa or some shit on top like and it was like <laughs> it was just a beautiful delicious meal with some fresh broccoli and some mashed potatoes just like i felt like i was treating myself but also making good choices and you could no longer get that. I can't get... They just don't serve so much of what they used to, which I know a lot of restaurants cut back. But why can't, why, why can't you get a, a decent white fish to grill up for me? I don't know. To blacken that baby and serve to me. I, don't know, I thought it was, wasn't going to last for a long time and it was going to be one of those deals where eventually it was going to come back. And I don't see a comeback inside at all. Now, for me, works out for me. It's all you like shellfish. shrimp and crab and... Stuff like that still, so... I even tried the last time we went. I tried scallops to see if I would like them, and they were just soaking in this, like, butter sauce. And I was like, surely, surely this should be okay. But it turns out anything that tastes too much, like the animal that it is, I'm just not really into. So there's certain kinds of, like, I'm not a deer person. I've heard I won't like duck because it's gamey. Oh, really? I've never had duck. Uh, Just things that taste too much like themselves. Well, what about, can a cow be gamey? I don't know. It's a gamey cow. I don't know. I've never heard that. But we're just accustomed to that flavor. I enjoy beef. Yeah. I enjoy chicken. Yes. Some pork is okay. Pork to some extent. I don't love pork. Turkey? I do enjoy turkey very much. Uh, Human? Mm, I never had it, but. It seems like it would be terrible. Very not good. I assume human meat is horrible. Because at least cows and things eat grass and things that are still of nature. We put all kinds of gross shit in our bodies. There's no way we taste good. I don't, I, or at least aren't super gamey. I don't think gamey. we have the fat content. And even if you got a fat person, I don't think that's the kind of fat we're looking for Because here. then if you have so much fat, you don't have enough muscle for meat. Yeah. So exactly. Just, so that's why people like me would just be bacon. Unless it's super sultry then if you get a really fat person who's got like so little 
muscle that all that fat was flavoring that muscle. So when you get that little piece of bicep, you're like, God damn, that's some good set. So you marinate a lean piece <laughs> of meat in a fat person. Yeah. And then that's how it's delicious. Yeah. That's called pink flamingos when Divine walks around town with a piece of meat between her legs. It's also called thinking with sand because this all <laughs> makes sense. Everything does. All right. Well, Michelle said it at the beginning of the podcast. This is a review podcast. And the people that are listening to this probably know, but maybe there's some Bad Brains fans that are listening to this. And I'm going to go ahead and apologize right at the beginning of this. If you're coming to this as a Bad Brains fan, we don't know what we're talking about. We don't do enough research, and uh, we might offend you. I don't know. The whole point of this podcast is reviewing from the heart. <laughs> yeah. And from our ears. We're not uh, We're not here to necessarily teach you life lessons and how to be better people. We're not going to... We're not here to convince you to like anything that we listen to necessarily. We're just explaining nope. what it is that we either like about it or that connects us to it. For those that don't know, this is an insight to our relationship as well. I'm crazy metal punk guy. Not punk so much, but I'm extreme in everything I do. And I'm more and top 40. Back. Yeah. I'm just, I'm more. That's the whole purpose. Yeah. Extremities each way. Sam's an asshole with music, and I guess I'm just an asshole. So <laughs> I'm just a walking. Most importantly, we're both assholes. I'm a walking pucker machine just ready to expel some poop. Ew. So, Sam, it's your Ew. week, and what do you have it for us? This... Oh, yeah, we also like poop. Oh, but, yeah. but we don't like poop. And we're not professional comedians, so we're not technically funny. But we think we're funny for ourselves. <laughs> We are talking people out of listening to this from the top. All Very right. True. So if you feel like continuing, Sam, what are we doing this We're week? We're doing Bad Brains this week, my love. The album Bad Brains released in 1982 on February 5th. Now we're doing this because this has been an album that has been shoved in, not shoved in my face, but when you do research on like hardcore punk and the punk scene in general, this album keeps coming up. Never got into it. Maybe tried it once. I don't remember. So that's why we're doing this. But I'm going to start it. This first song is called Sailing On. Now, uh, the sound quality of this whole album is not the best. So we're going to do our best with this one. And all the songs are very short. This first one's a minute 56. Most of them are. Here we go. Sailing On by Bad Brains. All right. So this was, like I said, released in 1982. And people consider this like... The birth of hardcore punk. Now, with me, I have trouble sometimes with timelines and trying to know what was going on. When someone tells me it's the birth of hardcore punk, I'm like, oh, is this like... I thought we've already been through that. I know, and how many times have we been through that? But I guess these guys were super important. Or is just hardcore punk a different It's just branch. a different way of it. So... Like, the misfits are already existing. There's already punk bands that exist. Iron Maiden already exists and stuff like that. So there's an edge to music already. It's just this is this certain brand of like DC Washington hardcore that kind of lets like a straight edge movement. I remember minor. Oh, I didn't know that. Not these guys necessarily, okay. but like remember Minor Threat? I'm aware of them. Yeah, they were also from this area. And they like hung out with this band and played shows with them. And they're the dudes who kind of like Ian McKay from that wrote about straight edge kind of bird this whole hardcore scene where you do like slam dancing to the extreme and you if you watch like these cb 
CBGB videos of these guys playing. People are just running on stage and going nuts the whole fucking time. It looks like a blast. It's, once again, makes me angry that I was not born earlier. I should have been around for this stuff. Not saying that I'm necessarily like a hardcore punk guy, but like, I would have loved to have been in this era, like, where you go to shows, you buy records, you go fucking nuts, you get on stage. I watched an interview with Henry Rollins saying that like, he would get so close to the singer, he could smell his fucking breath. Ew. <laughs> so what's interesting about the mindset of, I should have been born earlier so I could have enjoyed this. That's you in particular have said that about different moments in time. So if mm -hmm. you were available because you were born earlier to be uh, into music and be doing your own thing when these different bands and these different things come out, do you think that you would have been on the same path to know these things or are you separating these times when you say i wish that i was born earlier so i could enjoy this does that make sense like if you were born early enough to see like Jimi hendrix and shit play would you have been into this sort of music by the time it came out or would you have to separate that and and like adjust the time that you were born for all of these types of music that you like throughout time if i i could sit down and tell you when i wish i would have been born i wish i would have been born in the late 50s early 60s that's the truth of it where i'm growing up where like Jimi hendrix and that stuff like is popular and it's in my house but i'm not necessarily old enough for that scene yet but then like into the late 70s early 80s i'm in my 20s and i'm like balls out Still. i would then i this is the stuff that i think i was born to be a part of the, not necessarily more the hardcore scene. but more like the alternative we're getting a little aggressive we're screaming now we're so the, you doing been things in, to offend <laughs> so you would have then in that case been in your 30s and the 80s would you I guess. have adjusted to the 90s? You would. I mean, it just seems like you would I have... I thought I'd be in my 20s in the 80s. If I'm born in like 60. Oh, I thought you said late 50s. No. Early 60s is what you said. Like 59, I'd still be in my 20s through the 80s. Okay, so then that would put you in your late 30s, late to mid 30s in the 90s, depending on when things like grunge and stuff came I out. I think it'd be perfect. You think you would have still been into that? I just think I it would be difficult with there being so many different times in music that were good saying a lot of times we say, I wish that I were there. I wish I was young enough to experience this, but I feel like that would have to be just different modes and different time periods for different time periods of music because you would have been kind of past that or just in a different place. I think I still would have been into it in thirties because there's still an aggression. Like I'm not, I don't know. Cause I guess that's, Kind of Pam. Yeah, that's Pam. But that's also but like she, my dad. Yeah. And my dad isn't into all that stuff. Yeah, but I'm still being me in these times. I'm still floating towards alternative weird stuff. Yeah, I just wonder if you would be have the exposure to all of these things. That's what I guess I think would be tough, especially um, with not being able to get okay, this music well, as you're easily. Asking me if I think I'm in a, an era of when I have to do my own research, like by do my own research, I mean... I have to go buy magazines or order magazines through other magazines. Or travel to other cities to and go to shows. I think I would because I, I do that now. And then I would have made more money doing it. So, yeah, I still think I would have. Okay. not to. I'm not dissecting you. I'm just thinking 
I, you were just being used as an example because you had said that. that and I say um, it a lot. <laughs> yeah, like, but it doesn't seem like you would actually be able to start from a certain point and to be able to absorb all these times in music the way that you think that you would looking back. Mm-hmm. Or would you just be at a different place in your life where you're still listening to the old thing? Like, we all just still kind of listen to things that we I like. Think that would be part of it. But that's why I think, like, I... You're just assuming why you would be yourself that you would then also be more open-minded musically to newer things. uh, I guess, but I mean, I'm coming at it as if I'm, if Jimi Hendrix and stuff is in the house, I don't, if I was in my 20s while Hendrix is popular, I'm not going to enjoy the punk and the 90s alternative, I don't think. That's why I think if I'm a little kid, in the 60s or 60s and 70s and that's what's in my house but i need something more that's my own identity that's the perfect time i think i like all this Jimi hendrix in the house talk in the house (laughs) i'm gonna play the next song and i don't know what it's called until i go back and it's called don't need it it's a minute and eight seconds so my opinion of this is i do love the sentiment of all these songs i feel it's been a detriment that i didn't listen to this till now Mm -hmm. I think if I would have gotten this when I was 12, 13, when I'm getting into Misfits and stuff like that, I think it would have been bigger for me. Now, I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm not saying I don't think it's important, but it didn't grab me as much as I was hoping it was going to. Can I give my opinion as to why I think that is? Vocal? Uh, sure. Because I don't know why. I don't know why. I think this album. I think it's good. And it makes sense to call this band Hardcore Punk for about half the album. I think there are some songs that drop off so much from this sound that they sound like another band. When they they go straight up uh, reggae? Yes. (laughs) That I feel like the album does not feel like one singular cohesive piece of album that it feels like something is missing. Like it sounds like they don't even really know what they're doing. And I'm not saying you can't be into two different things. But it sounds like this could have been done differently, that I feel like that's part of why it's not hitting as hard. Because for me, I think it makes sense that you would like this because it like the sound wise hardcore punk, like it just it makes sense for you. But then when it just drops way down and it's all like, yeah, man, we love <laughs> I love job. We love the island. <laughs> and it's like, well, you're fucking what are you doing? <laughs> like, so I don't know. It's just weird. And it's not just a song. It's like almost half the album. Yeah. That it's it's really I only remember like three songs like that. For me, it felt like it was a lot that they're like often that they did that. And maybe but, maybe it's just because they're longer. While it's only three songs like that. They are the longer ones. So it's as long as three songs compared to the others. So, I, yeah, I don't know. It just, it it feels, for me, not as cohesive as it could. But if they just said, we saved all this, like, reggaeton or whatever to do this specific album, people wouldn't have been into it as much. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's very odd. It's like, an, um, it just doesn't flow as an album very well for me. So I don't know if that's why, if if you have that same effect, that it just doesn't... I don't think so, because to me, there's a certain genre of punk and hardcore that goes along with reggae, because it was kind of born in that same... It, it doesn't... It doesn't... But it doesn't match that sound, that what we get at the very beginning of the album, which is like, yeah. 
It's just totally HR shrieking. For me, that's I don't think that's what it is. Here's what's gonna I think might be shocking because I always talk about how I like lo-fi productions. And well, I, I have a monkey, like so get and ready I, to shock. And I always shock the monkey. I always like lower production stuff. Now there is a threshold. I think that this was recorded just bad enough that I'm having trouble really hearing the song for what it is. I almost need to listen to this maybe like 20 times and then Or you watch need a remastered version? That or watch other live videos to hear it, like how it goes live. And maybe I'd understand the songs more because the vocals are so buried in this. And then what you can hear, it's just like this shriek, which is his thing. And I don't mind a shriek. But yeah. It's recorded so poorly. I sure poorly. hope you don't mind a shriek. <laughs> it's, so, it's so poorly recorded that it's almost too poor in my opinion. That doesn't seem like that's ever been a thing that has. Like, you, you did know, say I shocking. Usually, the monkey is shocked. I shocked the monkey. It's but like, even if you listen to the Misfits, the, the vocals are still there. I can still hear the words, you know? Like, even in extreme metal that I listen to, I can still hear it. It's just, this seems like... And this guy has literally recorded one song. It's not on this album. But he recorded vocals through the phone. In jail. They played the mix for him in the earpiece, and he just recorded the vocal. Wait, this album? It's not on this album, Oh, but he did a song like that. This guy's name is HR, the guy who was the singer. Puffin Stuff. Yes, because they were Puffin Stuff. They are Rastafarians. Uh, but our... That's why they bring in the jaw stuff and all the reggae stuff. They saw Bob Marley, and they saw extreme like music, and they were so... like, we love both. And they are doing this for jaw. They are like religious. This is all religious. Yeah, that's. We'll talk about that. <laughs> I'm gonna move on and play a song called "Attitude," which is one of their most popular songs, as I can tell. Which is a misfit song called "Attitude" that I like. So this was all pretty underground. Therefore, there would technically not be any actual singles, I assume. No. Uh, they released some singles as like, you know, back in the day when you would release your own like seven inch. And I don't mean a penis. Mm, I was really hoping. <laughs> My mouth went into but the But it wasn't like a single release that was popular. This stuff here, especially these sounds like, yeah, and just kind of being goofy. This is so much more of an insight into like new wave than I ever expected to get. Because there <laughs> is a punkness in new wave, but it's so much cleaner. Yeah. And it's nerdy. Yep. But it still has tinges of this, just it's not so fast and heavy. Yep. So for me, yeah, it makes sense that you might be kind of into this because you're also kind of into some new wave. I'm into the weird kitschiness of new wave. Now sometimes it gets too emotional and like yeah. too clean, like you said. So yeah. This does go right next to each other. But just, it's, like, it's just faster it's and like, heavier. It's like New Wave took middle ground punk and made it a little lighter and a little cleaner while these guys took it and went. We're going to make it faster and we're going to be crazier. We're going to go. We're going to make it as like screamy as we possibly can, which I like his vocal tones. I just wish I could hear. I just wish it was recorded better. It's like thrashy New Wave. <laughs> thrashy New Wave. I like that. Hello, my name is Thrashy New Wave. Nice to meet you. 
Ooh, are you from Transylvania or some shit? Transylvania. Is Count Dracula the Count himself your cousin? I'm, I'm Count Dracula. I'm cousin Count Dracula. Hello. All right. This song is called The Regulator. I'd suck your blood, but we're not the same blood type, okay. so. Please don't. I have, a, I have an infection. It's going to be bad for you. I have an infection. Ooh. Gimme, 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 gimme. I, like I said, I enjoy it. I just wish it was you more le uh, legible. I guess not legible, but intelligible is what I, guess I meant I just to say. I just want less of a phone sound. <laughs> I know that he didn't record this on the phone, but but at the same time, are they doing this like so lo-fi? Do I need a story behind it to make it sound better in my eyes? Like, sometimes I think about that. Well, usually things shouldn't. sound certain ways in your ears, not your eyes. But you know what I'm saying. I know. I'm just playing games. I know you are. I'm being playful. Playful. I'm poking your phone. Don't I'm poke being my playful. phone. Playful. I'm so bad trying to figure out who you remind me of with this uh, beautiful hair that you have because you remind me of someone. But I can't come up with a name. I don't know if I even know the name, so I'll have to try to identify how I know this person and uh, find them online to show it to you. I think his name is... Uh, no. Wolf Blitzer? He doesn't have uh, wispy hair like that. I don't know who Wolf Blitzer is. <laughs> he's a, I just pulled out he's a newsman. I was trying to think of that guy who does like New Year's Eve. He's gay. Andy Cohen? No. Well, Andy Cohen hosts with Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. That's who I was trying to think of. And I read about how uh, they usually take a shot at, at every hour that it becomes New Year's for yeah. a while. And uh, CNN banned that. What? So they didn't get to drink the whole time. And I guess comedians and people who were like part of the show were constantly giving them shit and saying that they weren't as funny as they were when they were drinking. So hopefully it's going to push CNN to allow them to uh, CNN support drink their alcoholism. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I mean, it's, it can be when someone is like cute and endearing, I watching them get tipsy drinking. can be uh, fun. Not everyone is enjoyable to listen to intoxicated no, at all. That's true. <laughs> but, but someone like Anderson Cooper can be. Or I assume he just gets jolly and he's like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, he just kind of giggles and yeah, maybe gets a little sassy. And but he's with Andy Cohen? Yeah. Isn't he a comedian of sorts? He's like a TV host. But he did those things where he gets like the panel, right? His TV like show funny. is very, yeah, it's very like laid back and he tries to get people to talk shit about people. He's no, he's also a gay man. They're just two gay men Gaming? trying to have That's a... That's the real problem. Oh. We need to get these goddamn gays off the TV. Stop pretending like people who you look down to don't entertain you thoroughly white man i'm sorry i want gay men where they belong and that's in my private stash of porno in my closet where i will stay until the end of my life will you say private stash of porno again that was nice private stash of porno i like that <laughs> i need to make that a sound bite <laughs> all right i'll do it clean Private stash of porno. Beautiful. Let's completely forget about this and move along to the next this song. This next song is called Band in DC. With a whopping two minutes and 13 seconds, everyone. Uh, this is a true story. They were actually banned from performing in their hometown of Washington, DC because the type of people they had come to their shows destroyed places because they got so fucking crazy. 
that's the funny thing about like straight edge and hardcore punks. They're like, I don't treat my body like shit. I won't put poisons in there, but I will break every lamp in this building and I will punch you if you smoke a cigarette. Yeah, it seems yeah, I don't understand straight edge people. I understand not being able to handle substances or just not being interested in them, I suppose. Yeah, that's fine. But it seems, yeah, like there, there's also like an anger problem that comes with it. It is. There is. And is it, is it a fear that if I'm such an angry person that if I introduce substances into this that I might go overboard? I don't know. Like, is it out of fear? They say it's everyone else. They're like, oh, you make me so mad because you're fucked up. It's like, well, then go away. Yeah, be around people who aren't fucked yeah. up. People like the Courage Crew and shit show up to shows and on purpose find people with, like, beers in their hand and beat the shit out of them. I don't know if this still goes on, but it went on back in the day. If that's how you're going to be, but you go to places that then have stuff like that, then join a fucking church band and just do that with your life and shut <laughs> the fuck up. Right? I really like this groove. I like his voice in this one. He's like... <laughs> and so many people like this guy or love this band. I was watching a little mini documentary. I've never heard of this band in my life. I mean, people who are like Into alternative like music this. people. And not, not alternative like the genre alternative. I mean, like punk people. Underground kind of shit. I'm um, not an underground punk person. Most deaf. I'm not a rat. Or as I like to call him, most definitely. He was in there talking about how like the singer HR, and he's like, you don't hang out with HR. You experience HR. Geiger? Yeah. Uh, this HR dude, he is... He uh, He sounds like an author. very soft-spoken. He sounds like this, but when you listen to him talk, he's like, Hello, I'd like to say hello, everyone. Oh, that's so, why. Uh, he's mad because he can't talk right. He was Well, here's the thing. He's very, very, very peaceful now, but he's had like schizophrenia issues, I believe, where... And people always said, like, I don't know. I think he's always been homeless. And he's just got, like, this oh, wild ride of a life. But he always comes back to, like, super religious when it comes to Rastafarianism. I don't know how that links to other religions. But super, like, everything he says is, like, peace. Hey, in the name of the holy blah, 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 blah. But his, like, voice makes you calm. But at the same time, you're just, like, you seem like you just want to murder everyone behind those eyes. Like you seem peaceful and nice, and you probably are. But when people are like that, I it might be my own cynicism that I'm like behind no. the eyes. You like you want everyone dead, right? <laughs> There's a true uh, untrustworthiness to people who act like they don't experience all normal human emotions. That's what it is. Well, he he brings up that too. He just seems so. I don't know. I'm probably talking out of turn. He's probably a very nice guy, and like. Yeah, it's my turn. You can stop. Um, <laughs> I have nothing to say, but I think you could move on to the next song. All right, let's move on to this next song. Now, this, I believe, is going to get into what you were describing earlier with the little shift in tonal dynamics. The regulator? No, we already listened to the regulator, and we've listened to Band in D.C. Oh, I, I need to move my phone because, <laughs> sorry. I'm, we're moving on to a song oh, called yeah. Ja Kali. Here you go. Now, they would do this live, and actually this album, five of these songs are live, and I believe this is one of them. And you can watch, like, the CBGB shows, and it's a room full of, like, hardcore punks just, like, taking it easy for a minute and just being like, yeah. 
Yeah, man. <laughs> and I think it's fine. I don't have anything necessarily bad to say about this music. It just doesn't fit right next door to <laughs> other things that we've heard. Yeah. Yeah. But I would never have thought listening to a band that is hardcore punk, I wouldn't think of them as being religious people in any sense. Well, they also don't so really like odd. that label. The hardcore punk label. There's like, we just made music. But when people are like that, I'm like, well, hate to tell you, the music you made is called this. <laughs> but where did that come from? If you're such peaceful, jaw-loving people, where does that aggression and angst come from? Life? Uh, they're calling out like inequality and injustices and stuff like that. You can be peaceful with yourself and still be mad at institutions and things like that. God, this is boring especially, to me, though. Especially if a group of black guys who are playing, like, rock and roll music. They're probably also facing a little adversity in that world. Yeah, I just don't... I don't know. I don't jive with this. Michelle, do not jive. Not with this. And I think this song in particular is just so boring. Yeah, it's a little break. I would call it smoke break. Especially in 1982, where you didn't have to leave to smoke. Never mind. No. No, you did that right at the dinner table. You walked further into the building to smoke. (laughs) Right to the center. And there was just a sign at one point in the restaurant or place or wherever that just said this part is smoking and this part is not. As if air doesn't travel. (laughs) Without a partition of any sort. That was always fun. (laughs) Yeah, I hated it. It was just a sign. Hated it. I. I kind of lose my appetite when there's like I cigarettes do. going mm-hmm. on and food involved. It doesn't jive with me. That's it like, doesn't jive, man. Isn't that why they say that people who quit smoking cigarettes will often substitute it with food? Maybe. Because they actually have an appetite again because oh. it's like an appetite suppressant. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard of people calling that like an appetite suppressant and a need for when you do hard drugs. <laughs> Anytime I've been around anybody who does things that goes up their nose, anything extreme. Oh, they like smoking cigarettes. It's as well? like immediately well, right drinking. After. Drinking makes yep. people want to yep. smoke cigarettes more. Drinking made me want to smoke pot, but then again, looking at a wall makes me want to smoke pot. I mean, I I get where you're coming from with the. It just it, it doesn't feel sit right next to it, but I think just because they did it live, it's this is what we do. It's just maybe it's not a. I don't know how it could be arranged differently. It just doesn't work yeah, for me. I don't know. And I think later they may have done more reggae centric albums. I'm talking way out of. I do not know what I'm talking about here, but I would assume that there's probably albums that are more like reggae, just kind of like. These, this band reminds me, and it may be just because it's a group of black guys, but it reminds me of Death in the way that, like, they are iconic. Now, these guys kind of got their due at the time, whereas Death didn't really get their due, but same kind of thing. They played this fast rock music, and then right next to it, reggae. Just it's As a love for Ja and Rastafarian. There but, they are. And I'm not saying it doesn't work in general. I'm saying this album yeah. doesn't work for me. And real, real and the coming from. and the production right next to it too, because the reggae songs are sound a little more full. Now that's just because they're slowed down. Well, that can, one sounded kind of far away. A, yeah, it's far away because they're putting reverb on it, but it still sounds like 
I'm hearing more tones because there's less tone going on. You know what I mean? My ear's mm-hmm. not fighting to hear everything. Wayne is sleeping right now and his face is nuzzled up against your boot. And I know that there's no way that smells nice, but that that's why he man, likes it. Animals like gross stuff, don't they? Yeah. Jesus. So I mean, animals get along, but he also tries to sleep on me and I'm not gross. I mean, I'm gross visually, <laughs> but I'm not gross. Like as far as smells and stuff, you don't smell bad. No, but dear God, not to the eyes. Ghastly. <laughs> Horrendous. All right, we got another song. This is called Super Touch slash or hyphen. Is hyphen the angled one? That's a. That's, no. Go ahead. That's a slash. Okay. That's a forward or a backslash. Well, anyway, Super Touch also shit fit. Oh! Whoa! Back into the heaviness. Which I enjoy thoroughly. I, if. Be, yeah, I I think that this makes more sense and is better. I guess I I say it makes more sense and that doesn't really make sense, but but I did not know that they were all black men. You did not know that? No, I thought that they were just white guys doing uh, music for Jaw. <laughs> Does that change your tune a little bit? Not necessarily. No. Still doesn't. You still don't think it fits. I still you just, just think don't think it fits next next to each other. I just think it's odd. It's it's another one of those things where it reinforces that we as whiteies just steal everything black guys do better, and then we go, let's try it out. And the women, for sure. And the women. And the women. What's that mean? I don't get it. But it's not just been black men that we've taken things from. We've also taken style and things from oh. black women. And there have been just as many copycat white women singers trying to pretending like they have soul and things that they don't <laughs> and ruining things. We're so lame. <laughs> I love this shit. Da, 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 da. This song, I think, sounds really good, too. Like, I can hear his voice a little bit better. But he's, it does not sound like he's saying words, so that's wild to me. Uh, no, lyrics. no lyrics. <laughs> yeah, because there are I no lyrics. I know he said something about a shit fit. Are you sure? He said I, something about a shit fit. I'm pretty sure there are no lyrics. He went, shit fit, shit shit fit. It's probably, yeah. it's probably about someone having an attitude. You know what I mean? No. Like that I song? I don't know what you mean. Like that song, Attitude, they played earlier? No. I have no idea. I wish you'd stop. You're so embarrassing. I'm not embarrassing. Don't you ever talk to me like that again. Let's I don't even see. know what you're talking about. People just pretending that's a letdown. Undercover lover. That's my heart now. Struggle just in living. That's the realm of accept me as I'm not. And that's a shit fit. Move that pun. People just potatoed. People just potatoed. That's a shit fit. There you go. I enjoy it because no, th- this it matches. I want to enjoy it more. This so, like I'm in this weird like emotional state where I'm like, I feel like I should be like Michelle. I found a new favorite band. I am not surprised that it doesn't hit quite as much with you. So I want to know: is this something that you were familiar with for a while, or you said that this is just something that you felt that you needed to try because you've seen it and seen people be fans of them? 
Like, have you listened to them ever or heard anything by them before this? I've heard maybe snippets in other bands, like in documentaries, talking about them, but... So you're at least aware that they've existed for a oh, while. Oh, I've known about Bad Brains for 15 years plus, probably. Hmm. You in danger, girl. I am in danger. It's one of those... It's just one of those... When you're in the punk world, you know how, like, when you're in rock and roll, you see, like, the Grateful Dead skull, or you see, like... The Bears, I would think. Yeah, the, the bears. bears. It's like that. I would see this Bad Brains album. I would see it in record stores all the time. I would see it in like magazines when they're talking about like greatest albums of all time. It'd be like numbers, something, blah, blah, blah. Or like last week, those Rolling Stone lips. Sometimes they're just things that you yeah. see and you just know. So I've seen that that cover, the, the Capitol building with the lightning strike going into it. Mm-hmm. I've seen that cover everywhere. It's like, just like one of those, you walk into like a punk store and they're going to have a shirt of bad brains. They're going to have bad brains on the fucking shelf. They're going to have bad it's brains. They're like, going to have bad brains. <laughs> bop, bop, bop. It's, I wish I could think of another bit. It's kind of like the Misfits. It's just going to be there. You're going to see the skull. It's just going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I just never checked it out. I don't know why. I think it's because I was, oh, I'm good. I've got what I've got. I don't need any more. And that's where I was at. All right, we're going to do one more song, then we're going to take ourselves a break called Leaving Babylon. Oh, that's right. We're back to Jaw, baby. Yes, they're big Jaw Rule fans, which is wild Huge. because it was way before Jaw Rule became a thing. They knew that it was going to happen, though, for Jaw Rule is in the prophecy. Let's see, when was Jaw Rule born? I would, ooh, by 1982? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Right? Jaw Rule was popular when we were in school. 1976. There you so go. they were talking about this sweet little six year old boy. It's their little nephew, Jaw Rule. Oh, Je- Jeff Atkins. His Jaw Rule's real name. Yeah. Jeffrey Bruce Atkins. That is the <laughs> least, like, respectful name. Respectful? Just, you mean gangsta? Uh, yeah, I mean, not that Jaw Rule isn't necessarily. Yeah, I've never thought of Jaw Rule as, like, a gangsta guy. I've thought of him as, like, a. A suave guy. Yeah, with his tight shirts. Sure. I don't know about Ja Rule's tight shirts. Uh, I'd the, love to know about Ja Rule's tight shirts. Well, just the picture that came up. He was wearing a tight shirt to show off his muscles. Yeah. See, look at his shirt. He's showing off his muscles. He, is he does ja like to show off his muscles. He's got a face like a chipmunk. He is Ja Rule. I love the super reverb they're putting on when he hits that snare. And he's killing it with that, the stick clicks. So when you actually get to like hear the tone of the drums and stuff too. Yeah, this is out of all of these reggae songs. I think this is probably the best one. It's just the one that fits the most in, uh, oh, excuse me, fits the most in the album. Well, it also doesn't talk about jaw. No. It's just, it, it's in the style, but it sounds like it's more of a song. The last one didn't really sound like a song. It it's was just a just, groove, man. Yeah, but it was boring to I me. wonder if that's the uh, give HR a break and let him drink some water groove. Sometimes I think bands can do that. Hey, oh, let's so just you don't have think a that this jam. is the same vocalist? Oh, this is. I mean the song where there was no vocals. That was the oh, last okay. fun song. Where it's only like boom, two minutes boom. long. That's a nice two minute. Give him a break to drink some water before he comes back out and does backflips. I like the bass in this, too. Yeah, I think they're all talented. I just wish I, I just wish I could hear a little bit better. I don't want pristine quality. 
I just want a little bit, a little bit more. I just want them to go to wherever they recorded the misfit stuff and record it there. Or the minor threat stuff. But, you know, that takes money. Money they probably didn't have. When you actually, like, you had to record a tape. You had to book studio time. You can't just get an old laptop and download a free recording software and make an album in a weekend like you can now. Do you think your current boss would like this song? Yeah, maybe. And he would go like this about six times already. Bah, bah, bah. That's not the sort of music, Jimmy. I mean, boss. Yeah, it is. Bah, bah, bah. It sounds like a gunshot. It's, it's, it's abrasive. They, he had, he was wearing a Sublime shirt when he went to college, and this kid came up and was like, "Oh, you like Sublime?" And he was like, "Yeah." And he's like, and he says, "Oh, I love Bradley's bows." And he said, "What?" And he's like, "I love his bows." And he's like, "What?" And he goes, "You know, his bows, bows, bows." <laughs> Can't believe you just said that to me as if it's a thing, because I have never heard someone mentioned that uh, before. I've never heard that either. This is why you're learning it as oh, I did. Man. The same way I learned it. Interesting. That's very funny when someone does it, though. But I'm just going to use this song to go fade out to break. We're going to break, everyone. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, it's already gone. Yeah, All right. Uh, that kind of failed, didn't it? All right. Well, we'll be back. <laughs> Ghost! <laughs> hey there, Melody Makers. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast presents... Guess that melody! It's the game where each person has to guess the melody of a song they've never heard before, just by reading the lyrics. We've each chosen a song that the other doesn't know, and have given them only the lyrics so each person can take a blind stab at the melody of the chorus of their song. Is Sam a regular songbird with a natural talent and eye for musical arrangements? Is Michelle going to stomp that ginger bird into the dirt? Listen on and see who can... Yes! Hey there, you farty females and you bloated boys. We are here for another rousing round of Guess That Melody. You called out farty females, huh? Yeah, farty females. I'm definitely one. Is it true that women's bathrooms are really, really gross? They're very yeah, gross. They're disgusting. And my sister's here again. Yay! Yeah, she came time. all the way back for another episode to record. Yeah, and, this is uh, not the same day at all and minutes later. No, not at all. We don't still have all the same people in the room. and We don't. The man left. That's true. <laughs> all right, so we have these lyrics already. They've already been provided, and uh, I think I'm going to go first, unless Please you would do. like to. Nope. All right, like let's too. see here. I have Barney ties me to the chair. What? <laughs> <laughs> I can't see. I'm really scared. Floyd breathes hard. I hear a zip. PP pressed against my lips. <laughs> I'm ashamed, I'm ashamed, I'm ashamed. A uh, child gave this to me? I think I know oh. exactly. Oh, no, no. Okay. I was very shocked. This, this is from you, Beth. No, this came from your stupid sister. Ah, so not the stupid one. Wait, that's your sister? Weird. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's my uh, forehead bump sister, pal. Yes, pal. <laughs> you you <laughs> forgot to mention that, so you had to say yeah, it's gross. All <laughs> right, for so it, please. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, this is from you. Yep. 
pee on my lips. <laughs> yeah, what is <laughs> happening here? All right, so um, I just want to go in the same direction. Hold on. Barney ties me to the chair. I can't see. I'm really scared. Floyd breathes hard. I hear a zip. Pee pee pressed against my lips. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. Again, dead on. Dead on? Absolutely. Gotta be. Pretty close. Pee pee pressed okay. against no my idea. lips. <laughs> This is um, Nirvana, Floyd the Barber. I don't know this song. It's from Bleach. I gotta say, that riff is pretty heavy. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> All right, Sam, are you ready? Okay, it's my it's your turn. turn. All right, I have not seen these lyrics yet. It's in pink, which means it could only be fantastic. Or by Aerosmith. It's <laughs> their favorite color. Because uh, I can't forgive myself if I'm just a servant to my pain. Fake face, I'm not well. With this pill that I don't want to taste, and you'll never know what's real. I have no idea at all how to sing this. I don't even see the rhyme. Maybe it rips and it raps. It rips and it raps and rips and raps. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you got to figure this out. I can do some hold music for oh, you. I, think I got it. All right. Cause I can't forgive myself if I'm just a servant to my pain. I'm not well with this pill that I don't want to taste. And you never know what's real. Those were some notes. Thank you. Holy cow. Thank you. Very intense. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no idea uh, what this is going to sound like, yeah, but I had fun also singing. Also, no okay, idea. Uh, this is called Skin by Colby Brock. Colby Brock, my favorite type of cheese. This is from uh, Lydia, right? Yeah, this is from Lydia. Dead on so far. There's a oh, theme in, in the songs that your daughter sent. It sounds like, and you, you guys uh, have some angst in you. We sure do. Are you angsty? Are you angsty children? I don't know anything about angst. They just uh, shake their heads the and uh, stay silent. No, they flip me off and cut my ankles with a knife. Ow! Are they Gage? From, from Pet, Pet Cemetery? Cemetery? Yikes. All right. That's we the are worst done. part of the movie. It's Thank the you, best Beth. part of the movie. You are welcome. Yes, I had thanks. fun. Fun, fun, Yay. fun. Uh, and, uh, you're going to come back on sometime. Yes. Right? yes. All right. Yes. Cool. Well, once again, that's been, as Michelle calls them, a rousing round of... Yes! That melody! My name's Michelle! I like to rock, I like to jam, I like to punk! It's me. Hello, welcome back. Hi. This is Bad Brains from 2012. A song called Suck Sess. So are they still... Active? It's still technically a band, yeah. 
Okay. I didn't know if this was it, the end for them. It depends on, sometimes they have a different singer. Sometimes they get HR back in because he's got, you know, that schizophrenia issue. So sometimes he's available, sometimes he's not. But yeah, there you go. Um, meh. Meh. Just seems like general and bland kind of. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those deals where if it's like your first band, you would have been like, oh, yeah, I love this. This is my hardcore punk band. But if you've heard other stuff, you're just kind of like, I understand they're the originals. But anyway, let's get back into the real album we're here talking about, which is the original Bad Brains. How you doing, Michelle? Did you have a good break? I peed. You peed. I would always say that that is a successful thing. It's a good time. It is a very successful it's thing. It's positive, and I'm positively peed out. You're positively... <laughs> yep, I'm positively... Positively peed out. P-P-O, not E. I'm peed off, man. Why you peed off? Because What's I... What's got you peed off? You know, the way of the world. The way of the world. Well... Luckily, you know, I've got Jaw that I can talk yes, to. Yes, there is. And luckily, Mr. All, these, Rule. all these world vampires out here, you can hire a fearless vampire killer. That's right. We're getting back into the album. Vampires, vampires, vampires. <laughs> oh, so, Michelle, I was doing a little research for this album, and then I thought, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I never have a reference for where we're at in time. Like, what was out? Mm-hmm. What was interesting now? Who was in? So I looked into some what was certain out, who things. Was in. That's right. So for movie-wise, such classics as Halloween 3 are out, which if you don't know, Halloween 3 is the one with no Michael Myers. Oh. I fucking love it. Season of the Witch. Did you know that there was one without Michael Myers? I'm sure you've said it. I'm just a forgetful lady. Uh, how about a little movie called Fast Times at Ridgemont High is out in 1982. Okay, I've never seen it, but I've seen parts on TV. Right, the 13th Part 3 is out in 3D, which is important, Michelle, because this is the movie where Jason gets his fucking hockey mask. Important year. Very important year. <laughs> but number one movie, E.T. of the whole fucking year. Do you Literally like E.T.? none of these movies that I really care about. You don't like E.T.? Let's see. What about... It didn't get to me. This is a conversation I've had with Bobby. He also loves E.T. I've I've seen it once. It I didn't care. What about Poltergeist? What? Well, it does have a coach in it. It does. Um, wow, what's his real fucking name? It's a three-name guy, isn't he? Oh, my God. <laughs> We're, okay. No, let's look at each other in the eyes until we get it. Is it John? No. His name is Coach... And his name is Hayden Christian Church. No, it's Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> it's probably Ed Bakley Jr. God damn it. What is his? Uh, Craig T. Nelson. Yes! Craig T. Nelson. It's not really technically a three name person. It's just a T, but that's fine. What about The Thing? This uh, The Thing wasn't bad. Yeah, The Thing's a good movie. What about this? This is going to be the one. So far, honestly, The Thing is the best. First Blood? Don't care. Uh, Indiana Jones and Do Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is that the one with the big rock? I don't know which one that <laughs> is. What about the original Sweeney Todd? I I wasn't aware it existed. I wasn't aware either until today when I saw that. I knew it was like a play or something, but I don't give a shit. No, probably. Let's see. Let's move on to Do the next song. Do we have any song. music that was out yeah, at this I'm time? Yeah, I'm going to play this next song, and we'll talk about that because... Yeah, we'll let it play. Get the album over with. Aye. <laughs> anyway, yes, there's some albums that came out that are important for uh, a couple people. 
the message Wait, came out this, by Grandmaster this, Flash. The same year, 1982? Yeah, 1982. Okay. The message. Grandmaster Flash. Fantastic. I'm going to have higher ratings for these uh, songs, probably. Back to the Bone, the album came out. By George Thurgood? Yep. Not a fan. Continue. Now, for me, uh, Black Metal by Venom came out. Now, that's an album okay. we haven't listened to yet, but it's always been on the docket. The Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden came out. But most importantly, one of the biggest albums of all fucking time came out Thriller. This year. Thriller, exactly, 1982. I know that. There you go. That's all I really knew about music-wise. But uh, on February 5th, the number one song, Centerfold by Jake Isles oh Band. Oh, my God. <laughs> my love runs cold. <laughs> and right before that, which Centerfold knocked this out of its spot. I can't go with that. No. No, can't do. Okay, so you named some. I'm going to name some other albums that came out this Go year that you chose to not say because you clearly went in a direction that for worked me. for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we also have 1999 by Prince, which came out in 1982. Well, it's got a party like it's 1999. Yeah, party like it's the future. Um, I guess I kind of see why you chose that the ones that you did. Yeah, it was kind of not that good. And Thriller just blew everyone out of the fucking water. Oh, uh, Two Rye A by Dexty's Midnight Runners. Dexty's. Uh, we oh, have Abracadabra by Steve Miller Band. That came out. I don't out. think that would have been out already. With the way that song sounds. Coda by Led Zeppelin. That wasn't even their last album. I didn't Zeppelin's realize. still putting albums out by In now? the 80s, I guess so. See, I didn't even wow. realize that. Wow, that's weird to contextualize that, that this is coming out. Like this hardcore punk. And, and Led Zeppelin is still putting albums Coda, out. So it was their second to last album because In Through the Outdoor was their last one. Yeah, we could pretend that one never came out. <laughs> Isn't that the one that John Paul Jones had a big hand yeah, the, in writing and people didn't like that? It, yeah. There's still some good songs they on Coda. Right. And there's still good songs on In Through the Outdoor, but as a whole, no. And I, I've i done a Led Zeppelin album and my favorite one is probably three. But as far as one that I would like to do on the podcast is Physical Graffiti, which is a double album, and I can't do it, gotcha. so it's a bummer. Well, it's your podcast. You can do whatever you want. Well, it's we've when, already upset it's Chris. It's when guests come in. <laughs> we've already clearly upset Chris because he felt he needed to make a post Good. about how mad he was at you. And I mean, he was fuming. He told me that there was smoke coming out of his ears Good. when he heard that you got to do a double album. Good. Which is something neither of us even realized until we were sitting down and recording already. <laughs> Um, but it didn't feel like it, I guess. Didn't feel like it to me. This next song is called Big Takeover. Here we go. Um, the Hot shit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Nelly in the very beginning for a second. February 5th, 1982. The most popular movie out right now, Michelle, is called On Golden Pond. Have you ever heard of this movie? I don't know. Well, let me read it to you. <laughs> I don't want to read that at all. I don't know what it's about. It's got like... Jane Fonda, Doug McKeon, Dabney Coleman, and William Lentow? I don't know the fuck that is, but it looks like a boring-ass movie, which no wonder E.T. blew it out of the fucking water. Blew Take it that. out. Now, most importantly, I think each week now, and whatever year we're in, I'm going to look at what a certain special magical person that means a lot to you was doing at the time. Michelle, what was Bill Paxton doing in 1982? Was he? Well, I'll tell you what Bill Paxton was doing in 1982. He may have been. I didn't look into his life. I'm just looking into his acting career. Okay. In 1982, he's in McLean's Law, one episode of McLean's Law. 
What's McLean's law, Michelle? I'll tell you. Jim McLean was a cop, and after being injured and deemed unfit for duty, he was retired and for the past 15 years was working on a fishing boat. One day, he and his partner sell their boat. His partner cashes the check, and he is walking around with that cash in his pocket and is robbed and killed. McCain feels that the police are not doing enough, so he tries to get reinstated with his current homicide status. However, McCain gets what he wants after apprehending his partner's killer. He stays on the force. You said duty. Terrible. He was also in a little movie called Mortuary. <laughs> when convinced of her father's death was not accidental, happening? a beautiful girl decides to investigate to find out the truth, aided by her boyfriend. Her sleuthing draws her to a local mortuary, where many secrets will be revealed. Bum, bum, bum. And most importantly, he was in a, like, album promotional video for Pat Benatar called Pat Benatar Shadows of the Night, where he played a radio announcer. And cool. that's what Bill Paxton was doing in 1982. I don't know he if probably I, was banding it up. I don't know if I talked about it on this podcast or not, but there's a page that I follow on Instagram, and it they it, it's uh, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but they show pictures of opening night events. So people walking the red carpet from different uh, like movie releases back in the day. Yeah. And they'll pull stuff out of like the 80s and 90s all the time. So you'll yeah. just see like all these people who you maybe they weren't in the movie, but they went to the movie premieres. And every time Bill Paxton shows up in one of those, I get pretty happy. <laughs> There's the Paxton. Yeah. That what you say to yourself? I saw the last picture I saw of saw of him at an event. He had a box of popcorn in his hand. <laughs> People, celebrity, celebrities don't usually like eat popcorn at movie premieres. Good for him. But he had a box of He's popcorn. He's like, yeah, I'm at a movie. <laughs> you dumb fucks, you eat popcorn. So, yeah. And it's free. I loved him. He All was right. great. This next song is called Pay to Come. Now, at this point of the album, I've just been, I've decided that like, it's kind of all... I'm not able to pick out songs, at least at this state of my listening of Bad Brains. I think I would have to listen to this album like 20 full times to start being like, oh, that's pay to come. You know what I mean? Like it all kind of, by this point, gets a little jumbled in as one. Like the first half of the album, I kind of recognize more than the back half. So much that when we were listening to it the other day in the car, I was like, is this still Bad Brains? And you're like, yes. Yeah, I just don't fucking remember. Was it, it was me? Because you did that. I'm saying I kept asking, is oh, this bad okay. brains? And you would be like, yes, you All fucking right. idiot. I guess I heard that opposite. So ignore me. I'm wrong. I'm in the wrong. I'm, I apologize. Now, in 1982, do you know what else another certain person was doing, Michelle? His name is Michael Caine. He was in a movie called Death Trap in 1982. Again, why is this happening? A Broadway playwright puts murder in his plan to take credit for a student's play. There you go. And I held this one back. Are you going to tell back. me what King Diamond was doing in 1982? <laughs> is that coming next? You are a second away. Merciful Fate releases their first fucking release in 1982 called Merciful Fate. This is the beginning of Merciful Fate and King Diamond. Uh, man, you were right fucking there. <laughs> what was also right fucking there is how you finished as soon. Like you finished saying that as soon as the song stopped. That was kind of perfectly timed. Thanks. Thanks. I was excited about King Diamond, so everything was just working in tandem. It was like the war the universe was rewarding me. What was Jan Terry doing in 1982? 
I don't know, but I'll start adding that to the list of things I look up to find out what Jan Terry's doing in 1986. That's going to be really hard to find. It She's depends what the year is going to be. Gal. She has a pretty low-key cow. And she has some low-hanging titties as well. So uh, <laughs> we are um, nearing the end of this album. Yeah, we are. And you said that you hadn't listened to the bonus track? I had once, and then I looked, and I was like, oh, it's a bonus track. I don't give a fuck about a bonus track. But isn't that technically part of the album? I think bonus track is a re-release of this thing, and they put it on. I'm interested in the original you think release. That, you think that, or you know that? Because there have been bonus tracks that have been included. <sighs> I don't know. I just made it up in my head, so because I didn't have to listen I to listened it. I listened to it every time until we were like halfway or partway through it, and you were like, "Is for the final time, is this still Bad Brains? Uh, what are these songs? I've never heard these songs before. And I said, "It's it says it's here. I've listened to it every time. And you said, I haven't, and I stopped it. I don't know. We'll listen to it today, even though I don't want to. It's been, well, we uh, can just listen to half of it. This is song is a bright brigade. <laughs> Are you exhausted at this point? I don't like it when you put me in a light that isn't anything but the most flattering. This almost has almost like a clash feeling or something to me in the beginning. It feels definitely like almost British until it kicks in. Then it gets super American. Super American man I am. Gonna come to your town today. Gonna dance around one more time. Gonna show you my penis today. It always has to go with penis or butt with us. We are very just crude people who aren't very imaginative. No, we're called, (laughs) what's that word? Simpletons? Simpletons, but I was thinking hacks. We're hacks. That's what it is. We've never claimed to be anything other than you know turds bringing it back hr baby you gotta go to human resources to get a voice like that no no come on come on go with it pretend you're going to human resources and the guy's like did it touch you on your butt I've never been to human resources in a positive way. I've never worked anywhere where there was a human resources. Yeah, you did in the last place you worked at. There was no human resources there. It wasn't just a lady who filled out paperwork if she needed to. Is that human resources? I guess at a place that you would work at, there have been designated people. No, I'll say it this way. No one was ever labeled as human resources to me, or I was ever told, if you've got a company issue... Here's human resources. Well, a lot of people also think that human resources is there for them, and human resources is not no. there for them. <laughs> no. They are there for the company. Yeah. I knew a guy who worked in human resources, and he was, and I was uh, smoking weed with him at the time, and I was like, he was like, yeah, I have to give people piss tests sometimes, and I have to fire them if there's stuff in their piss. And I was like, well, what about you? And he goes, well, who tests human resources? I was like, oh, you sneaky son of a bitch. And it kind of pissed me off, but. Because it's kind of a hypocritical no kind of about way it. to be. I don't, I, it's the same reason like I could never be a cop. Cops who smoke weed and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hated that one person we knew that was like that and had that excuse of, it's in the constitution or something. It's my constitutional right to separate those two. And it's like, sure, but. You're literally, Your morals are way fucking off. <laughs> you're you're upholding the law for other people, but not yourself. Yeah. 
Aren't you special? All right, here with, we go. Six minutes, 23 teeth. seconds long. I love Ija. So I've held out until now. Yeah. Are we talking about the religious aspect? Okay. So Jaw is God. Yes. And you have given me an album where there are two songs specifically talking about Jaw and their love for Jaw. Yes. Replace it with God and give me an album like that. Sam, you gave me a Christian music album. This is a Christian album. Sure. How do you feel about that? Fine. You're okay with that? Yeah. You're more into the Lord than I ever thought you would be. Because here's what it is. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. I gave you this an album as an exploration. I haven't heard it. It's not my thing. It's not like I've got a shirt of this. I don't even own this album. This is an exploration. We're finding out this is a Christian album. And is it? It's a Rastafarian album. Now, is Rastafarian based in Christianity? Uh, I think probably. I think it does have a basis in Christianity, or at least some of it. But I think they just also have a more earthly approach to some things. <laughs> you mean weed? I, I mean, and just like way of life, just being yeah. kind of more natural. Yeah. Uh, and I also look at it like this: there's probably tons of albums that have been written for God, are done in the name of God but aren't explicitly put out like that. And I, if I can set, I don't know. And these songs about this shit aren't my favorite. Like, I'm not a huge reggae fan. It's all right. Like, Bob Marley's okay to me. You know what I mean? He's never been my thing. And I've hung out with people where it was their thing. Or like, Adam was getting into Bob Marley for a while. And every time I'd get in the van to go hit a back road, Instead of listening to, like, Slayer, we're listening to Bob Marley, and I'm, like, tolerating it. Yeah. So, I'm not the ones that are overtly, overtly about this, I'm not even that into, but it doesn't even bother me because... I'm okay when, when, with music like this. I just don't like the jaw stuff. Yeah, I guess when you put, like, a Rastafarian bent to it, I'm like, hey, at least they're smoking weed. <laughs> I'd rather go to their event. But they're not because they're straight edge. Event. No, not these guys. I said that earlier. Bad brains. No. Yeah. Not straight edge. Oh, I thought you said they were. No, I said they're not. Their contemporaries like Minor Threat were. Oh, I misunderstood. No. These guys love smoking weed. Okay. That's all right. Now, how do you feel about it? <laughs> now that you know that they are not white guys. I like that you think I'm so race-based <laughs> that my opinion of the music is going to change no, the next on one, the color of their the, skin. No, the, no, I'm wondering if it's going to base change up based on the fact that they smoke that sweet, sweet reefer. <laughs> I assume if I hear music like this that they're smoking weed. So finding out or thinking that I found out that they were straight edge was was surprising to me. So it makes no. more sense this way. Actually, I think I remember some guys who were straight edge talking about how they didn't like that about Bad Brains. They were like, we loved their music. We loved their show, but we hated that they came in and they all smelled like weed and they stunk the whole place up like weed. And I was like, well, you guys are fucking lame, Henry Rollins. I want to hang out with the guys who are reeking the place up like the weed. But how many of those other guys were reeking it up like cigarettes because they were smoking cigarettes? Those guys, nobody. None of the straight edge guys. No straight edge people smoke cigarettes? Straight edge is like nothing. It's like even it goes into like food sometimes. 
Like no bacon, no pork. Like no meat. Yeah, like vegan shit. With uh, some straight edge people. Now, there's also some straight edge people who are like, I only drank. Like, well, is that straight edge? Absolutely not. Are you writing that, are you writing that straight edge? Absolutely not. Boring. Well, that's the thing about it, too. It's like, I'm not the biggest fan of Rastafarian or like reggae music. But this is also boring reggae music. And we have two more minutes of this. Yeah, we might not. Um, <laughs> but this is boring reggae music. I'm much more apt to like some more upbeat Bob Marley kind of stuff. You know, I said it's not my biggest jam, but I'm, I'm going to gravitate towards the more upbeat stuff. Luton Fire. I'll throw that into like a reggae kind of world. Mm-hmm. It's more upbeat. I'm into it. I can handle it. This is just... This is just boring. But they're feeling, for them, the love of Jah. Which I don't have any spiritual connection to anything, so I can't put myself... Wow, I think I just had a revelation. I've never been into, like, trancey, true psychedelic, like, trippy, go-on-a-journey music. And I think it's because I have no spiritual connection. I think it's because I don't feel that ever. I don't feel like, oh, aren't we spiritual? Even when I'm on mushrooms, I'm never. I've never once been like, we're all one. Never once fucking felt that. <laughs> I said that when I was hanging out in Florida, standing in the ocean, and I said that we were literally connected because I was. I had my feet in the sand in the ocean that was connected <laughs> to the, like the same ground and the same water of like other people. So for me, it was more physical when I had because I've said that before. But I'm not also a very yeah. Well, I think it's a bad thing because I can be a little bit too blunt about not too blunt, but it's like there's a whole world that's just shut off to me because I don't want anything to fucking do with it. Now that might be good and it might be bad. It's probably hand in hand. You know, like if I'm not spiritual in a way, I'm also not very thankful. I'm also not like here to. I don't like love the day. You know what I mean? I just like, I I don't know. I don't feel connected to anything like that either, though. I can just, I feel like I personally, my experience is that I can appreciate when it's like beautiful outside, but I'm not thankful to anything in particular. I'm just grateful to be in that moment to experience it is really my perspective, but I don't have to be connected to anything else. I don't need a reasoning as to why something exists. Are you this much of a psycho? Do you ever see moments like that and you don't know if you're actually finding it actually beautiful in the moment or if you are just told that it's supposed to be and you're supposed to enjoy this moment. So you're telling yourself because sometimes that's how I think I'm thinking like I'm supposed to think this is a beautiful moment. Therefore, this is a beautiful moment. So you're talking more like an interpretation of emotion and not actually looking at something and seeing the beauty in it. Because I'm, I'm literally talking about taking okay. a country drive on a beautiful day and appreciating the scenery and feeling this like huge, like fullness in me. But I don't have to, I don't the, the, the filling up doesn't need to come from some other being that's t- that's patting me on the head and telling me I'm doing a good <laughs> job or wagging its finger at me. I can just yeah. appreciate what exists in front of me at the moment. I don't even have that. I just go, oh, that aesthetically looks good. 
Okay, so I think that you are a little bit of a psycho. <laughs> at least a little bit. I, at, I'm at minimum a little bit. I'm sure I have it more than I think that I do right now. You connect more with kids and stuff than I've expected. And I don't feel like that is forced. That seems more genuine. Yeah, it is. In here, so I, I don't think you're a full well, that, psycho. That makes sense because I was going to say... I feel more of that fullness when I see somebody doing something that to me is important and impressive. Like that's when I get filled. I'm like, oh my God, that was amazing. That's when I feel filled. I don't really ever feel filled by nature or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I feel filled by art and music or uh, nephews and, and people. Yeah. For as much as I don't like people, the people that I love, I'm like, oh, I want to see that. I want to see them be them. Speaking of impressive, I'm going to dote on someone for a second. Who we doting on? Hayden. Our nephew. My sister Beth's son. He's a really good kid. He is such an exceptionally hearted human being who just like wants to help. And I feel like he's like truly grateful and appreciative of things from uh-huh. deep down. Yeah. Like he is just such a special, good hearted person. And I feel good being around that kid. Me too. We talked about it when we left from Christmas. We were just like, He's this kid sweetie. is actually like cares. Whereas I never did. Cause like he came and was like, I demand that you let me help you uh-huh. clean this. I, as a kid and still to this day as a 37 year old man, I'm like, I'm out of this room before somebody asked me to help. Well, and <laughs> even Robert from both angles that, I mean, both they're both growing into exceptional young men. Uh, I mean, they have, you know, they'll have their own whatevers about their, we all have our quirks or Who's our Who's going to fuck up but... real big, r- real <laughs> first? <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to answer that on this, <laughs> but well, I... one of them already has fucked up kind of big. So I'll say Hayden, <laughs> <laughs> but he's so far, he seems to be in a better place, I hope. Uh, but yeah. Good kids. Absolutely. I, I like them both. They're both very, uh, not that I don't like the girls, but I'm just doting on the boys. Oh, I fucking this, hate this the is girls. a moment. Oh, shut up. No, you oh, don't. Man. This is a moment for the the young fellas who are getting ready to be young actual men. men. So, yeah, uh, good people that make me feel warm and full inside are uh, good, well mannered, respectful children. Because that feels kind of rare. And Robert's a ridiculous idiot. No, but he's still a sweetheart, and he's <laughs> he's still like is kind of my buddy. He's like a he bud. hangs out with me and hangs around me at family stuff and talks to me about stuff, and it just makes me feel good. And so does Hayden. Like they're both kind of buddy with me, but like maybe they wouldn't be if I was girly. Maybe I have well, to be more too. like a dude. I don't know. All right, this song's called Intro, and it's the second to last song. It's the outro, but it's called <laughs> Intro, so they are little devilish boys. They are little but stinkers. But they're not, because they're jaw boys, but they are stinkers. Jaw boys. Uh, and you think it's over, but it's coming back. Ja, what's, damn it, I was trying to think of that song that the... With jaw boys. With jaw boys. Wait, I thought the song was coming back. Is that it? I guess that's it. Until we... I guess I expected more. I think it does go. All right. At the very end. Before the hidden track. Because this is the space that you think that the album's over. Well, they've but only the got five seconds to end. do it. And I don't think it's going to happen. And now we're going to go into the bonus track. Ja-ja. 
Yeah, holla, holla. That's a Ja Rule song. Holla, holla. This is sublime. With Rome? I mean, this just sounds like... I don't know what that means. I mean, I know what it means, but I don't. This sounds like sublime. Like the way he was doing the... The style. Yeah, it sounds like they heard this and they were like, this is what we want to do. That's why it's hard. That's why it's been hard for me. I, I don't see sublime like that because that seems... I feel like I use this word a lot, but kind of disingenuous. Like it seems like people who are just emulating... And like it's not really who they are, and I'm not saying sublime? it's not. Yeah, sublime is disingenuous. Wow. With that, like the yeah, reggae with stuff. That, like, yeah, he's just he was just emulating what he heard someone else do. That's what everybody does in music. Yeah, but it, sometimes it makes more sense, and sublime didn't make as much sense for me. This is surprising to me. Is it? You think I love sublime? Well, there's a difference between enjoying the music and thinking it's disingenuous. <laughs> No, I think the lead singer, because I can't remember his name right now. Bradley, Bradley. Noel. I like his bows. That, that, bo, bo, bo. <laughs> I mean, that just seemed like, yeah, man. Like, I don't know if I just, I just don't know that I believe that it's, he wasn't listening to that shit when he grew up. He got into a scene and then just adopted well, that's, it. That's how everyone gets into their thing. Yeah, but I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't I don't usually think that things are appropriating, but I I think something like adopting this like sort of singing style and stuff seems a little more like you're appropriating than I guess other things. Well, I need to talk to at least five Rastafarian slash reggae artists and ask them if Sublime was appropriating their music. Or are Cuz I don't know, like I'm, I know it sounds like I was joking, but, like, I don't know if people feel that way. You know, sometimes I think there's, like, issues that they're like, oh, they're going to be offended. And, like, well, were they? Are you offended for them? Are they actually offended? They might be. That and if they are, then I'm willing to change whatever. If this group is offended by something, it's not a big deal for me to stop saying something or change something. I don't give a fuck. But first, can we find out if they're actually offended? That's – and I don't know how much – culture appropriation is actually offensive to said culture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I know I know white dudes with dreads. Are they actually pissing black people off? Well, I don't... That's the... What I think it's something, like, stylistic. I think that's harder to nail down. Yeah. Because different cultures have done dreads. similar yeah, things. Like, not, like trying to nail down where braids and hair came from. Yeah. When which, you can go like, yeah, it's a Norse thing. It's also an African thing. It's also probably something anybody could figure out sitting around for years with Dutch hair. did it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, it, so many different people from so many different places did the same thing. So it's a part of their culture. But being like, yep, yeah, like, like, oh, yeah, jaw and stuff like that's okay. more specific. What about snow? A caricature. Appropriation? Like he's like, you know, say that I'm not That more felt like a character. I don't know okay. what was yeah. it a character or was it like did he continue on with that or did it just stop? Or is he from Jamaica and he's just white? No, he's from Canada. <laughs> what if he's a Canadian import? J- Jamaican, Canadian import. Why are you defending snow? Because I love to licky the boom boom down. 
<laughs> all right so we are finished with this album what uh yeah neither one of us have anything so we're gonna have to fully improv with whatever it is that we have we have no instruments nothing we're just going at this raw because we are to the point of the podcast where it's time to go over some questions <laughs> That's the best one ever. It wasn't. Um, so <laughs> why did you choose this album, even though you kind of already I, said? Just, I kind of already explained it. It was time. Um, yep, there you go. Uh, what do you think I thought when you gave it to me? You had no idea. That's correct. My judgment prior to listening to it was, what is this going to be? But I think you kind of prefaced it and told me what I it was going to be. So I just didn't know how it was going to be, I yeah. guess I should say. Um, how many times did you listen to this? I ended up listening to it about five and a half times. Okay. Four for me. Okay. And Did you get ready for the original idea of when we were going to record it, and then you had to listen to it again? Correct. Yep. That's Same why I put it me. on yesterday. <laughs> All right. So your least favorite song, this is going to be tough, because uh, you didn't react to any particular songs as being worse than others, but I'm going to say Jock Calling because there it was instrumental and nothing really happened and it was real low level even though i know it's earlier in the album and you seem to kind of be tired of things later in the album but that doesn't necessarily mean you thought it was the worst so i don't know i'm pulling out of my ass jaw calling it's definitely going to be one of those reggae songs i'm actually going to give it to i love i jaw because it's Six minutes and 23 seconds long. And I think while we were listening to it earlier, I said, this is just boring reggae. I can listen to reggae like I said earlier. Give me some fucking funk, some spice. I'm just not... It's probably the detriment of me. I'm just not a mellow guy. So mellow music just puts me to fucking sleep. And sometimes straight makes me mad. (laughs) Now, Michelle, should I keep this playing because... Yep. It's the longest one. I just didn't like this the whole time. Yeah. I love I love jaw. I love God. I love God. That's basically how I heard the song the entire time. And I was never open to it. And that's going to turn you off fast. It I turns me off too. God. But you have like... And it's a, not you, funny though. You have like a history with it. So I, it like... Because of extra bad taste in your mouth. I can laugh <laughs> at religious things that you know that can be where you can find humor in them and songs and stuff like that humor in that there's no humor in it it's just it's just i love god (laughs) i love and when you sing it like that it's way worse for some reason you say job like hey they're smoking weed but you say god i'm like ah fucking nerds (laughs) and that's how i hear it because that's what it means so that's just for me favorite song for sam um because uh, i'm pulling this out of nothing because i think you have a bad one i'm gonna say attitude oh michelle you're gonna say attitude because i have a bad fucking <laughs> attitude most of the time this is terrifying terrifying it's terrifying scary. i was going back and forth between two and one of them happens to be that one so you know what just to not have a bad attitude about things i'll go ahead and give it to you and say attitude but 
this is an album where as long as it sounded like this, I was into it. And I, I'll answer that later. Never mind. Now I need to figure out yours. Now I need to figure out yours. Let's see. What would Michelle's favorite song be? I'm going to go ahead and say it's either intro or it's the regulator. (laughs) For me, I'm not sure. I knew that I thought that Pay to Come was funny. Uh, It was a funny title. And I like songs on the album that sound more just kind of heavy. Yeah. But I don't really like... I think that the... "Eh!" Is silly and kind of throws me off. So... And I think that happens more in the first part of the album. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to say pay to come. (laughs) All right. That's funny. Let's hear a little bit of it. Why can't I hear Something I've never done in my entire life. Oh, pay to come. Me either. Very stupid. All over the rock and roll cat just rubbed up on my leg. That's okay. Just in time. Now that would be prostitution or something like that. Or just paying for porn. Oh, yeah. I've never done that either. Yeah. I don't have to pay for porn in this day and age. So I don't know what it's like to pay to come. I'm not looking down on paying to come because you had to do what you had to do. And I think we both think that prostitution should be legal, right? Yeah. It's your body. Do what you want with it. I mean, I'm not saying it's a res- ne- necessarily the most respectable thing to do with yourself. It seems like you maybe don't, you know, value yourself very much, or you value yourself a lot, and you're say, a fucking high-paid es- escort. I think they're mostly like, I know what I've got, and I can get a lot of fucking money for this. I think pimps are horrible and absolutely yeah, need to be gotten rid of. That's why it should be legal for like a couple reasons: we get rid of the pimp system, and like they take money that they can don't keep earn. Clean. You know, it's just they usually don't treat their women very well. No, or at least what we've seen in media. I don't really but know, but I assume. I think I honestly truly believe if prostitution was legal, you'd have less incels because then those guys could just go pay and just every fucking weekend just. But then they bust would. They're not. But then they would develop these really weird unhealthy. They might, rela- but, like, but at least, at least a woman is talking to them <laughs> and sucking that. Dirty, smelly dick. (laughs) I don't know. Some of those guys are probably so OCD, they keep that shit very clean. Well, the one guy I know that I know for sure used prostitutes told me he went straight there from after work and did not clean. Because they don't respect those women. Puppy. Yeah, it's a fucked up thing. So, how old were you when you first started listening to this now? 37. Would you recommend this today? Well, I didn't actually ask how you felt the first time you heard it. First time I heard it, I felt, I don't want to say disappointed, but I think I had raised the bar a little too high. So You just wanted more initial, because you like death so much? Or, or just, I just have known about this album for so long. It's, I just built it up in my head. Should have heard this a long time ago. I'd have way less of an expectation on it. I've heard songs that sound like this before I heard this. So it's just, it's not fair to this album that I listened to it at the age of 37. And I recognize that. That just sucks. <laughs> it, the album doesn't suck. It sucks I didn't find it earlier. Okay. Um, would you recommend this today? Recommend this? Probably not. I, I have other albums in my life that are in this kind of world that I would recommend before I would recommend this one. Okay. But once again, I still respect it. <laughs> I just, it's just hit late. All right. So as far as me listening to this again, I would not. 
and rating it zero out of 10 all over the rock and roll cats who dipped in and dipped out. Um, this one's tough for me because it's not necessarily bad, but I don't, I'm, I'm not into it. I'll give it a three. Sam zero out of 10. Um, I'm having a weird thought process here. Cause like I'm trying to not you think of pulled? it. Yeah. I'm trying to not think of it as what I know. It's like this important thing in this style of music history. So that's like trying to sway me to a higher score than my actual like heart and what my brain wants to fucking give it. So I'm going to give it currently and this could change. I'm going to currently give this a six. Ooh. Okay. All over the rock and roll cats. All right. Describe this album in one word. For me, it's kind of a combo word, but lo-fi. I think that's, yeah, it's hyphenated. It works. See, that's where a hyphen comes into play. Not, Thank you. Not the slash. Gotcha. Not that that guitar man. All right. You I know, slash, slash, slash never the guitar comes man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So uh, my word that I have for this is bland. Wow. For me, there's just, there were things that stood out like singing styles, but I think the lo-fi comes into play. I think how I don't think that the songs all fit together in one album come into play. Uh, they're just multiple reasons. So that's my word. I already forgot what I said. Bland. Bland. It just doesn't do enough for me. There aren't any songs that particularly stood out to me as being like, oh, this is the this is the one that got people. I'd never had that in this album. I'm almost wondering if I should have done some Bad Brains research and found out which album I should actually have listened to. I will do that sometimes. I'll search like... <clears throat> what is the what is considered to be the best yeah. album by this band and then I'll look at different websites and kind of like look at the songs and yeah because for me it's it like way. you know I'm always like ah the first one's probably the best but like the first guar album isn't my favorite guar album so if I would have done that with guar we would have been listening to a lo-fi guar that maybe wouldn't have hit like if I hadn't heard it before so I kind of feel like maybe I didn't do my due diligence on this but this is such a, an album you see all the time so i thought it was this is the one to listen to and maybe it is maybe bad brains fans are like no that's the one to listen to if you if that didn't do it for you then none of it's gonna do it for you but i don't know <laughs> i don't know probably yeah all right so we are finished with the questions yeah and uh it's time to give you what is coming next all right and uh you're already aware of what this is because uh how great we are at lining things up um uh we're gonna be listening to here's little richard by little richard oh i was gonna sing the wrong i was gonna write come on baby <laughs> not ch- not chubby checker that is famously not <laughs> not now we're gonna be listening to the man who credits himself as starting rock and roll music and i get can't wait to talk about me seeing him live i think you already have <laughs> but um we'll do it again that's what podcasts are retelling stories over and over and over all yeah. we have is what's locked and loaded in our brains <laughs> it's true we're not gonna lie to you and come up with stories that aren't real that's very true uh, so yeah little richard all right get ready 
rock and roll fans. You're right, rock and rollers. And I remember that whole thing about screeching earlier. That I think it was was it screeching. Oh. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you you can handle that because hopefully. Uh, love little Richard. All right. Well, All right, that's it. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. Episode's over. Everyone, thank you for listening. <laughs> thank uh, you so much. <laughs> I sent this to Sam secretly. We love Ja. It's murder. I love Ja. <laughs> All right, everyone, thank you for listening, like we already said. <laughs> Tell your friends if they already don't listen. Yeah. If they care, they'll probably fall off like most people do. I fall off podcast. It's what happens. So let's get some new people in before you fall off. Yeah, yeah. Good method. Yeah. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Jaw.